0: Hey, we're back with an all-new No Prize podcast. I am the Professor. That's Lucas. How's it going, Lucas?
1: Unbelievably well, man, and unbelievably bad, and we'll get to that <laughs> in a
0: second. <laughs> well, let's spend some time on some bad comic books this week. Um, how was your Thanksgiving, man?
1: You know me, man. I, I drunk too much, and I ate too much, <laughs> man. I, I still, I'm still... You would believe that at my age, I would be able to find the balance in between eating. I I still haven't figured it out yet, man. But I can say this. I can say this. At least my wife did not try and put raisins in the mac and cheese, man. Ooh. Um, Is that a thing? That is a thing. And when I mentioned it on some of the other shows, people were fighting me on this. um they're like oh man raisins and mac and cheese that's that's the bomb that's the that's the thing now like oh and then and then another dude tried to tell me about his mother-in-law who puts raisins and tacos um for some uh, reason so yeah 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 Yeah. and once again you know I I don't you know criticize about anybody and their home life and everything but I do know this Thanksgiving as a tradition is almost perfect in itself, whether you're fighting with your family or nothing. But if you really want to get murdered on Thanksgiving, you go ahead and put some raisins in front of me on Thanksgiving. You go right <laughs> on ahead. Easy we're gonna, we're gonna yeah. lose
0: our Sun made sponsorship. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh
1: oh oh yeah. Oh yeah, especially with that that those shriveled up cranberries <laughs> that people would be trying to put and stuff on, <laughs> you know, like like oh people on another level, man i you know
0: i i don't mind raisins and i actually like those freeze-dried cranberries but uh i wouldn't put them in stuff mac and cheese no Mm
1: -hmm. no that's that that's that that's for those survival bars man that you eat when you when there's absolutely nothing else that we can eat you can go ahead and mess around with that but not no not on i don't know Thanksgiving, but there you go well, I'll
0: tell you, my favorite side dish is the, my mom makes those these cheesy potatoes that are just delicious and they're they, to die for. And she only makes them on Thanksgiving. So if you want them on Thanksgiving, you got to go. So it's uh, it's something else. But that's a that's, that's a nice. longstanding tradition in my house, household. Uh, that's, that's why nice. we still invite her.
1: <laughs> <laughs> like, old lady, I don't like you. But if it wasn't for that one plate, let me tell you.
0: Yeah, Don't no, you, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's uh, let's jump. Let's jump on uh, on Disney Plus. Uh, Hawkeye dropped last week. We got the first two episodes, and then we just got a third episode drop before uh, before we uh, podcasted this week. Um, so, but, well, my, uh, my my initial thoughts to so the first episode a little slow, but I think I kind of find that those Disney Plus shows are that. And mm-hmm. then um, the second episode was better, and the third episode was the best one yet. So I I really think that it's really kind of going uphill um do do you want to say something about that before we maybe i don't know if we spoil any of the characters or anything but what do you think
1: so i mean we're we're talking about pacing here right so you know uh the pacing right now is that they're taking the time for each character because they got like an hour for each show right so they're taking the time for each, right so for to let us get into the the family life of or the personal level or the background of each character. So the first one, it was Hawkeye, right? right. Um, we could see what was going on with him. And not necessarily his back, but, but what's what's he been up to, right? Because, you know, ever since the uh, Infinity Wars and, you know, everybody's back and, you know, get to see what he's up to, you know, with the, his the family's on growing up now. Uh, he's still got to gotta make up for some lost time. Um and that was in number one. Number two, it's really getting into what's going on with Kate Bishop and the fact that her stuff is all jacked up between her mom and, and uh, I'll, we'll say that till we get ready to go into spoilers about who her mother in law, or excuse me, who her mother is dating. Um, yeah. And then, uh, and who her uncle I mean, is. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, Echo. Echo's no, uncle. No, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. That's, and that's, uh, number three, right? Where we get into Echo, uh, yep. Maya Lopez um so that it, it's very interesting because they've got to they've got to give us action and in the meantime they've got to show us who these people are and you know what it, it's been nice man all we need is an episode where we get figure out what's going on with lucky the dog and and, and we'll be straight right <laughs> um I, I like i like where it's at right now i like the possibilities right now um I, I think people are a little are front loading their ex, expectations right now, where they're because people are just going off the rails. They're like, well, Haley Steinfeld, oh man, she's going to be the next Tony Stark. Mm, no, not, not, no, that, yeah. that's, that's 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 a little too far. You know, what I mean, um, she is doing absolutely great as a sidekick to uh, to uh, to uh, the, the main Hawkeye right now. Doing right. absolutely freaking great. Let us see her, let's see her grow up right next to him. Right. Let's see her in some more possibly in like a season two. Like give us a season two of this. Let us see her grow up um and come into her own. And then he can say, you know what? I'm beaten down. I got my family. Let me go ahead and pass this this torch on to the next Hawkeye. But don't don't do it yet. Don't put don't 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 put the expectations on her yet. All right, you no, know, we're we're basically shrugging off of the whole Peter Parker, you know getting the thing from Iron Star, uh, from uh, Tony Stark, and that didn't go well at right. all. Uh, right. So, so, so slow, people, slow your roll. Let her do her. Th- let her do her thing. Let her come into her own, and then we'll be there.
0: Yeah, I, th- I think um, I think what they, what Disney Plus or the writers and in, in in Marvel, the MCU, have a have a good pension for doing is taking the best parts of a story like the Hawkeye limited series with uh from Matt Fraction David Aja um that so Matt Fraction I don't know if you noticed he got consulting producer credit on this which oh, means he not. got paid which is awesome thank you good congratulations Matt Fraction thank you Marvel for actually recognizing that and doing that okay. um but uh with the the story like the tracksuit mafia come on what better bad guys <laughs> are there out there right now because they're just funny and they're they're just like what kind of unexpected right they're they're the yeah. they're the classic uh chumps right um but then right. you have you have echo in front of them who's revealed to be kind of the leader, but I think there's more there, right? Cause with that third yeah. episode where you got, we got her backstory. Well, um, it's a very sympathetic character, right? Well,
1: well no. So I want to, I want to really back right there because you, yeah. you made a great, really great point with the tracksuit mafia, because the, the thing about the tracksuit mafia is that they are real people. They are like, that. that's a, like a real thing. Uh, and in the comics, the comics, the the comics tracks to mafia they're based off of the the, the tsukis right Mm -hmm. and with the the current political climate that's going on right now so for those that don't know back in like 2010 to 2013 um russia and ukraine were having some serious issues right russia was currently interfering in ukrainian politics um, and ukrainian protesters were out there protesting their interference all of a sudden up popped these paramilitary guys these volunteers who are out there bashing heads and they were called to Tsukis, and you're all wearing track suits and that's who these guys were based off of mm. um, so th- once again that was 2011 2013 well guess what's happening again like as we speak right now um, you know every every day CNN is reporting oh hey Russian tanks and everybody is head straight to ukraine right now so it's so interesting for twitter is that right as this episode airs this same stuff that brought up these guys mm-hmm. is happening again uh, so absolutely it, in this episode they're hilarious and funny as hell but the stuff behind of why they're there is so is so, fun. It's so interesting
0: well, and but if you remember the Hawkeye limited series from I wasn't around to 2014, right? Like, what are we talking about? Um, where they had like they were all calling each other bro and yeah. and all that stuff. But they pulled that right out of the comic, which I thought I thought was great. But even when even in the chase scene, right, they're driving that truck. It's the, like bro painting company. And I'm mm-hmm. just like I was dying. I thought that was I thought that was great. That was probably one of the best chase scenes that I've seen Marvel do. Um, yeah with the uh, with uh, all the different trick arrows that uh, they finally broke out and let hawkeye use all of them which was fantastic and um it just goes to show you like like i always tell people you know captain america is my favorite marvel character but hawkeye is a very close second yeah. and um where i kind of thought the hawkeye limited series and i've said this before on this podcast i think the hawkeye limited series did a long way to actually ruining hawkeye's character that they had built up over 50 years mm. um but he works in this environment where um, in this show, Clint's not really the bumbling boob that he was portrayed of in the, in the um, comic. They make Kate that, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which, yeah. which I thought was great. I was like, okay, because Kate should be that bumbling idiot really of the, like the new superhero. She doesn't really know what she's doing, um, but she wants, she's trying to help, but she, she's overconfident. And they even have that conversation of the ridiculous overconfidence. Right. Yes. <laughs> and and yeah. I thought, I thought that that was, uh, that was great. And it's, it, it's, I think a credit to the writers to be able to kind of recognize that and just kind of switch it on the fly to make the, these character notes really kind of sing. And that's, that's where I like this show. And I, I just hope they are able to continue the quality and, and maybe wrap it up in a in a proper way. Uh, we we know that there's a, a huge character introduction coming, um, not Echo, but Echo's uncle, who we just mentioned. Um, I know that they haven't revealed who he is yet, but um, I have my. Uh, you my suspicions, suspicions. Yeah. um and uh, I think this is going to be the first time we see a Netflix character make the switch over to Disney plus
1: right so we're talking about Kingpin so yeah uh, for sure yeah so so man you're you're unpacking a lot man uh so yeah so you know Echo's background is that she was a well, she was a death mutant uh, and her father actually worked for for the kingpin at one point he goes out on a mission or some criminal activity and he he does um mm-hmm. kingpin takes her takes her in um and then from then all types of sh- shenanigans um i forget at what point she actually starts to become good but that's that's the thing right so in the meantime uh you know right now in the comics they've acknowledged that. In fact, I, what was, what was it that I uh Phoenix echo, yeah, echo song. song. Did yeah. that come out this week or last week? That came out that this, came week. Up this week. Right. Right. So, so they're delving into that, right. Where a, they, they talked about her father and that he was a, uh, basically a shitbag, bag. And, but what's weird. And I, I know we're not reviewing that this week, but it, what's weird is it looks like they're trying to erase that part of her past hmm. where they're trying to erase her father, like in a weird way, like the time travel, they're like, Oh, well, your father is not your father anymore. So we're going back further and and uh, back in time to see who actually is your father. Now it's weird. Yeah. It, it's, it's it's weird. So um, I'm going to, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to see what's, where they're going with that one, but I don't, I don't see it going anywhere. Cause it's like, okay. Cause everybody knows if you kill your parents in time travel, you kill yourself. That, that, that's just the way that goes but they decide not to do that
0: um, well the, yeah we could talk multiverse all day which she's just she's just killing a multiversal version of her dad but yep. whatever but
1: but 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 you know you, you talk to the overconfidence of hawkeye and how he is and so so what's what's interesting is is that you know if you if you go back right now that we know that there his uh part of his disability was the hearing thing right um yeah. If, now, if, if you go back with that knowledge that, hey, he, he's actually hearing impaired, you can go back and say, well, those times when he was just line and he was looking at you and he just shrugged you off. And, well, he was, he's hearing impaired. It's not that he wasn't he can just listening to you. It's because he's hearing impaired and, you know, he. It's just trying to take in the important information and act on it <laughs> as quick as possible. Yeah, you know, so, they, so that gives a different element to him.
0: They did a good element in the third episode where where. Uh, Echo stomped on his hearing aid, and for about half of the episode, you were getting half of the audio, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know? And they were doing the, those tricks where you know he was trying to read Kate's lips or that. And that chase scene was classic because they yelling back and forth at each other because he can't hear her, <laughs> you know. And I thought I, I thought that was great. And then her discovering all the different types of arrows that he had and and what use were they? And, <laughs> what's, <laughs> and-
1: what's crazy is is that I, I could have sworn in one of the earlier episode she asked him about the trick arrows and he said he didn't use trick arrows
0: yeah i think mean, he was lying though or mm. maybe he didn't hear her <laughs> yes <Yeah. laughs> like, the trick arrows is like no no trick arrows like
1: okay um you know and and just taking the time out to let her see a, just a little bit of his life with, with with the phone call right they didn't make it a big deal they just had a yeah. quick two minute phone call to show hey while i'm helping you try to figure your life out. I'm actually missing Christmas with mm-hmm. my family that, that I, I, I love that, you know, cause sometimes, you know, people, they try and slow stuff down, but just, just a slow, it, it's one of those things that makes sense. Right. And yeah. it gets those people together. Like, like, Hey, she's not a total shit back. Cause she was willing to help him out. You know, he gets to see, she gets to see who he really is and what's, what's line for, for him. Um, just, just a really, really good moment. Uh,
0: this, this might be, uh, this might be one of the shows that I think of as a Christmas show and watch every year. I don't know. <laughs> we
1: might, we might go
0: there, that way. Uh, tell me, what do you think of, um, so they haven't, ha- haven't revealed really who, who Jack Duquesne is, um, in the show. Um, but Marvel fans will know that he is the swordsman, the swordsman. Yes. and, um, you know, they've kind of, you know, they have him playing with the swords and everything, but they haven't really shown him as... A costumed character, which we may not see that, um, but what do you think? Because that's now this is like a, another Avenger out of the pike that um, you know started out as a villain, much like Clint did, and then uh, eventually turns uh, heroic. Um, and do we see that? Because it, like it's these these characters that they're introducing. They're introducing a ton of characters. We get um, we get Swordsman, Echo, Kate Bishop, um, all future Avengers. All you know, really kind of not moved. I I don't want to say Swordsman's a mover and or shaker in the Marvel Universe, but he factored into a few different storylines. Um, the Celestial Madonna storyline from 50 years ago with uh, with the Avengers with Mantis. Um, you know, but I know that we'll we'll never see
1: that, but um, right. So, so, so just recently within the last year or two, uh, there was that one storyline where his because he has a son right yeah. and um i forget what son's name is but son is uh part of this weird race called the kotati where they are yeah. um they're like a man thing type of race where he can control the plants and the seeds and everything right yeah. uh, so that would be that would be interesting to see because that would that ties into hulkling and and um uh, and i forget the name of his partner uh right now Wick, uh wiccan Wicked, yes 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 uh so so this ties into what i've been telling to telling people for a while now like hey if you start to see these fringe characters all of a sudden start to pop up in these storylines you are going to see them in the MCU yeah i've been telling people that over and over again and, and granted swordsman was the last one that i thought was going to show up but sure enough here he is
0: but he so but he ties into hawkeye's origin story um which i i think they're too similar in age right now for them to actually do that but um if you i don't know if you remember swordsman in hawkeye's origins but um hawkeye joined a circus when he was younger and um, everybody that's was part learned... of
1: the circus when they were younger.
0: <laughs> that's where he learned uh, the, the archery um, from another character called Trickshot, shot, who I don't think we'll see, but swordsman took uh, Clint and his brother Barney under the wing and turned them, basically turned them into criminals. And, um, and then they, they had a falling out. Once they realized uh, swordsman was uh, stealing from the circus, the, the two of them, uh, you know, turned away from him but that that turned into um like a big a big thing later on so that's so that's the history clint and uh and jacques Duquesne have which they don't seem to have in here and it looks like they're kind of putting jacques in of course with kate um which is which is another i think adept writing move right you just switch those relationships around a little bit and then have have kate realize that jacques a, a scumbag um which I'm sure we'll find out next episode considering how episode three ended (laughs) so yeah
1: so but it's nice yeah nice seamless storylines I like I like the way the the pieces kind of kind of fit all in together now there's no random character that's just all of a sudden just thrown there for no for no reason um (sighs) And then, and then we, and then you talked about earlier about the possibility that Kingpin is coming really soon. I don't know whether in next episode or, or at the end. But I think
0: he'll be the reveal at the end of the show. That's what I think. Right, yeah. and we'll find out. Well, and that, and you know what? That might lead into the revelation that there'll be a like season two, right? Because if mm-hmm. they, if they reveal Kingpin as being the big, uh, the the mafia leader behind the tracksuits and and. Uh, You know, and that's how you know. Echo will realize how evil Kingpin is at some point, right? And that's where she'll turn good. Um, But Echo's getting her own show on Disney Plus too, so that could be. Maybe we don't get a Hawkeye two, but Echo season one, where Kingpin spins off into that, right? Nice. So that's. I mean, they're building up so much, and that's one of my complaints about the Disney Plus is that always seems like everything is building up to the next thing, so you never really get an ending with anything. Yeah. So it's like, everything is like, okay, what's next? But you know
1: what, that's fine, you know why? Because oftentimes, how many times have we had a hyped up storyline and then they just don't know how to end it?
0: Right, so then like, don't end it. The only ending we really got was Endgame and it was right in the title, (laughs) (laughs) you know? Everything else has been, uh, how can we, how can we make this show satisfying, but build to the next thing? Because we always want to leave you wanting more, which I, a great sales strategy. Um, but sometimes when you're storytelling, it like when you don't get all your questions answered by the end of the season, you know. Sometimes and then it shows that you're not sure you're going to get season twos, like Vision, uh, like uh, Vision Scarlet Witch, um, stuff like that. It's kind of question like, well, so I now now they're going to have spinoff Agatha Harkness. I don't know if I'm on board for that, you
1: know. I right. we so I mean, we're basically they're still struggling to get Doctor Strange out. They just went right? back. The last time I talked to you, they were talking about that they were going in and doing some changes. Now they're going back for more reshoots.
0: So
1: uh, okay. Insane, man.
0: I mean, that's typical, though. I mean, they typical have typically have reshoots, but I mean that movie's what's supposed to supposed come out to, when. But
1: the thing is it was already supposed to have been out.
0: Yeah, but I mean, that's it's coming of- out now <laughs> in May. Or did they push it back again to july i, I
1: don't know I'm, I'm gonna have to figure that out because right. i've been hearing all types of creep stuff man because last last i heard it, it got pushed back again
0: all right and That's then uh, remember so before we take a break uh two weeks we are two weeks out from spider-man no way home um so that is the next big thing and i'm sure we'll be talking about that on the next podcast um and uh you know ho- hopefully not a non-spoiler filled review i don't know if i'm going to be able to see the movie before the podcast, yeah. but uh, but we'll see. Uh, but that looks like that's going to be probably the blockbuster of the year uh, because people have been staying away from movie theaters. But I think this one is going to be driving people to
1: the theaters. So we'll see. Man, we'll see. I can't wait though. <laughs> but
0: all right, it, 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 let's uh, let's take a quick break and uh, and then we'll come back and talk some comics. Let's do that one.
1: you want to find out what makes a professor do his happy dance check out the old timers comic book show only on the ucpn
0: i only dance for old timers so i don't dance for no price <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right, so um, so let's get into um, well, let's let's do la- last week's book first that we were going to do because um, you know we know that we only do these the the podcast every two weeks, so we have two weeks worth of books. Generally, we kind of stay away from last week's books because we want to give you this week's books, but sometimes we get a book that we want to talk about last week, so we make some time to do that. So we're going to go into the new Black Panther number one and uh, Lucas. That's a great cover,
1: right? Yes, it is. This one is by Alex Ross, and this is not even, like, the best cover that was out there. It's a good cover. Absolutely great cover. Yeah. In fact, I think there's a poster out there for it. Um, but there's also uh, another great cover by Samal Mianchi, which was the one fifty. And I don't know if you remember the uh, the fire one, which with the uh, fire yes. zone. That one was Sam spread. That was a 125. Great, great cover. Uh, so Black Panther number one, written by Don Ridley. Um, which is interesting. John Cabal and Federico Blee, um, letter by Joe Sabino. So, you know, this is this is one of those things where it's like, okay, I forget the name of the uh the one particular writer who was who was writing Captain America for a while as well. Uh, and he was Coates. tonight, yeah, tonight Co- yeah, and he was just doing terrible at it, you know. He's the one that put Black Panther out in space. Now they gotta walk it back, right? You know you know they're still adding some of the elements in there but it just it just didn't work it was stupid now now black panther is the the king not that's excuse me not just the king he's the emperor of a galactic empire um which is crazy enough when you think about it uh so now he's but in the meantime while he's still a galactic emperor he is also still the chairman of the avengers right so First thing we see him is he's leading the Avengers in a battle against an un- faceless enemy, right? Um, we don't know where, who who these creatures are or where they come from, but he's he's like, hey, freaking Avengers, let let's go and fight these things instead of calling up his Atlantic Empire buddies to say, hey, freaking, can you help me out with this? So, I thought that was I was kind of weird. So, in the meantime, you no, know, he's apparently the uh, most the Avengers is still Thor. Doc Strange is there, and Captain America, and it's just kind of those guys. Um, and they get, they, of course, they dispense with those those beasts and villains and everything. And then at the end, Captain America turns to Black Panther is going, "Hey, all right, hey, nice to see you still with us and everything. But, you know, you've been away for a while. Mm-hmm. What, what's what's the deal? Are you with us with us, or are you just kind of with us until you got your next?" galactic empire deal and black panther says oh no i promise you you know i promise you i'm, I'm gonna be here right oh and of course that's total bull because uh, by the end you know he has to go back on that promise and then you know black panther he goes back to wakanda to do kingly empire things and and you know the uh i guess you call it not necessarily a senate but uh the cabinet." what kind of yeah. cabinet they're sitting around and they're trying to do what kind of things and and they're talking about taxes and commission study the this and you know and, uh, and all this other stuff that you know mundane things and and the emperor is sitting in there and he's trying to talk. He's like, hey, gotta get a minute. Can I get a minute? Get a get a minute. And you know and, and finally they give him a second say, like, hey, okay, all right, what do you have to say? And he's like, well, I think we should do the thing and commission a burial to do the thing and then study it to do, do it off later. And he's like and then you can see, like, everybody's doing like this, like, oh, my God. <laughs> so, so, so did nobody tell them? And then they, then they remind you, like, hey, you you are a king, you are an emperor. But the thing is about being emperor, um, you don't actually do anything, right? You're, 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 you're <laughs> like the queen of England. We love you, and we're gonna put your we're gonna put your face on the money and everything. But you don't actually do anything. You don't get to actually tell us to do anything. That that's that's the thing about being emperor and everything, which is crazy, right? Yeah, um, it's like a
0: symbolic title. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So,
1: so, so, so it's weird, right? Because you know he's the one that freaking saved them, took him out of freaking bondage and, and all that stuff. But they don't want to actually listen to him. Um. So. So then, you know, from there, you know, he's gotta go out with his tail between his legs, and then we they take us to another part of the world. I forget what part of it was. Uh, Let's see, where were they? Uh, Okay, Chile, right? Yeah, they they were in Chile, and uh, we see two two characters that actually work for T'Challa, I guess, uh, secretly. I guess, spies, whatever, and. But no they're not they're not there to do work you know they're just there to just hook up and do you know what sexy people do you know you know when they're when they're <laughs> off when they're off time right you know you know and're they're, to they're make cracking whys and cracking jokes and, and you know doing their thing and then' you know you can somebody start shooting up place right kill you know kill kills kills one of them um, and it turns out that what was actually going on is that they were part of a secret network of spies that Jajali had hired. Um, you no, know, you no, know, just to keep an eye out. Um, because when they opened up Wakanda, uh, he did it with, you know, an open heart, but he knew that he wasn't going to be just be able to trust everybody. Right. Like, 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 Oh, I'm gonna open up my house but mm-hmm. i'm still keeping an eye on I, you you need to know i still got cameras everywhere so you can't just freaking walk away with silverware and you know and grandma's ring i'm gonna keep an eye out um but apparently somebody has figured out that this is a deal and they're going to start i guess they're going to start killing off these spies so one of the spies actually survives and is able to get communicated back to to child that this is happening um of course of course you know they weren't even supposed to be meeting each other and and you know so it, it, it's just weird that the way th- this turned out but you know i, I think it's it's kind, it's kind of valid about what what happened um you know it, it's just a special trick rather they if 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 your boss tells you not to go meet out with each other don't don't go about go meet out with each other until the, the mission's over um so in the meantime you know the it becomes apparent that you no, know, they need to do some more investigating and do some do whatever. So in the meantime, you know, Black Panther talks to, you know, send them to communicate to Captain America. Like, hey, brother, uh, I got my house is all jacked up. So I'm not going to be able to come and party with you guys for a little while. I'm retiring. I'm out. So after all this, after all, all this, no, what, what's it been chair, chairman for what, two years now, I guess? Right. Yes. Yeah, since all that, since he,
0: Jason Aaron's Avengers launched, he's been the chairman, which, you know, We've, we, we complain about this a lot, right where stuff that's happening in other books doesn't affect the Avengers book or you know and then the, the, I thought this the, the, that, that was kind of laughable with Captain America and Black Panther where Captain America's kind of calling him out for being out in space for so long. I'm like, really because we didn't really notice that in the Avengers book. He's been there the entire time. He hasn't exactly. missed any He hasn't yeah. missed anything. And um, for, for that I was I was kind of like, oh, he's gonna use that now uh, to kind of throw in his face that you were off running the galactic empire for months and months, but uh, you kept showing up in the Avengers book, you know, maybe that's why, uh, you know, he, plus he puts together the agents of Wakanda. That was like the spinoff of it, the secret Avengers team that, you know, probably would have still been going if not for COVID. Right. Um, Total crap. (laughs) (laughs) So I was just like, okay, but I, you know, for the purposes of this storyline, I'm buying it, right? Because if this is gonna like get Black Panther out of the Avengers or something like that, I'm all for it. And I liked the fact that we get to see more of the um, political intrigue, so to speak, with um with like what exactly Black Panther was doing. Because we saw this in um, in uh, in Priest's run years ago about how. Um, T'Challa had agents everywhere because he didn't trust anyone. And he was like, he was almost like the Batman of the Avengers, right? Like he had the secret dossiers on all of the members, how to beat them, stuff like that, just in case this came up. This was actually the next big thing that, I mean, T'Challa has sleeper agents all over the world in case he ever gets assassinated or something like that or an an attempt on his life. He's got these agents out there to take immediate action on uh, like on like, whether it's revenge or intelligence gathering, what have you, and that's what we have these these other characters uh, that that they had in this book. Uh, Omalala was the female one; she's the one that survives, and they kill off her boyfriend. Um, but the reason that they're not supposed to be meeting is because they're sleeper agents, and no one's supposed to know. Right. <laughs> so, so <laughs> yep. in fact, in fact, even everybody in Wakanda, even Shuri, thinks that they're dead. They're dead; that they're not exactly. alive. So yeah. this is all T'Challa's doing is put these chess pieces all over the world in case I need them for something because I don't trust anybody. And that's that has been Black Panther's M.O. for a long time, that they haven't gotten back to in this forever. And I'm really glad that John Ridley kind of just jumped right in um, yes. because now going forward, that kind of sets the baseline for Black Panther where he's not a trusting guy and even though he might have been the chairman of the Avengers what was he doing you know we know he put together the agents of Wakanda as his own little secret group you know that yeah, yeah. you know I'm not even sure if if most of the Avengers knew that they were around all they knew Gorilla Man was the butler they didn't know Gorilla Man was part of these this agents of Wakanda yes right yes mm-hmm. right. yeah you know plus you know we'll talk about it and we'll get
1: into (laughs) some gorilla man stuff and avengers (laughs) in the next one it's Um, yeah
0: but um but this so this book i think um is a great first issue to set the baseline for this black panther going forward and i know that um so we see a little bit especially on this cover where you see the galactic empire so we know that they're gonna they're gonna kind of reference uh run um but I mean, that is kind of that is kind of a thing now. Do, how do you how do you get out of that Galactic Empire story, where you know that like Wakanda is now this this force in the universe? How do you roll that back?
1: Right. <sighs> exactly. Right. So on the one on the one hand, he needs this Galactic force because got to remember the the whole thing about the uh, what's the name of the metal the vibranium. Yeah, it's out there. They need it. They need the Galactic Empire to bring back the vibranium, right? Because there's there's no vibranium on Earth right now because they got rid of it. So they need the Galactic Empire to keep mining it and keep bringing it back to them for for whatever, right? Um, and that, and that's fine. I get it. That that's that piece is fine. What I don't get is okay. Now he's back in Wakanda in Africa, mm-hmm. and they're talking. and They got the prime minister and the cabinet, and they're talking everything. Why why are they talking about tax code? Why are they talking about family mandated family leave why are they talking about economic stimulus packages and guarantee this is these are not african problems these are not problems that even a galactic empire would care about Uh, so uh, this is this is and and this is not on john really at all because tanisha cates missed this whole prop missed the whole thing as well if you're going to have an African king or African monarch, he's got to be addressing African problems, like real African problems. Mm-hmm. And they seem to not be able to pick up CNN or freaking just do basic research on, hey, what are some major problems? In that, and, 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 you know what about you no know, isis africa or you know the oil stuff yeah. that they or or blood diamonds or, uh, everyone's like throwing a blood diamonds yeah, away.
0: or v- vaccinations out there or aids or stuff like that AIDS is still a huge problem over there and and, and uh, communicable diseases that's something that wakanda should be all over right right you
1: know so it's it's been a long time since like maybe the first Black Panther movie where I saw him actually talk about an actual, you know, problem that's in Africa. And that was the human trafficking. thing. That was it. Mm-hmm. That was it. That was the last time I saw any type of Black Panther book. Even even when you had Shuri, Shuri's book. Yeah. Right? What was her biggest problem with that Shuri book? The big-ass praying mantis. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was stupid. Remember that? Yep. Yep. I, I, I've been in Africa many, many times. I was half, at one point half my life was I had never seen a praying mantis. Never get in my life. <laughs> <laughs> you no, know, you know, neither praying mantis nor locusts. But oh, here we go. We got a big, big ass praying mantis over here. So, all right, all right, good to go. But so, so here, here's what I would I will agree to you. It's it's a good start. It's it's very intelligible I, I like what they're trying to do they're trying to disengage you know uh t'challa from some of these from some of these stuff, things that he's that he did he doesn't need um but i want him to just not just disengage but to be going into something else to be growing somehow um you know where he is right now for the galactic empire i got it makes sense because of stuff that happens the best but don't just disengage them from the rest of the stuff. Put them towards some other stuff, and that'll definitely be interesting. But like, like, you, like, even the Agents of Wakanda stuff, like they forgot the whole thing. And a big problem with Agents of Wakanda. Remember New Agents of Atlas? Mm-hmm. Yep, that was great because they had like five or six new characters in there. When they did the Agents of Wakanda, those are all characters that were that nobody cared about, nor you know, and they were they were they were just kind of there. Guess, it was guess, there was
0: like a no rhyme or reason to who was in that group.
1: Yep. Guess which guess which book is a thousand dollar book right now?
0: Not then, agents of Wakanda or Atlas
1: no, of Atlas. That's a thousand dollar. Oh, because it's right the now.
0: first appearances of all those characters. hmm Yeah, I hear that. Yeah. Uh, all right, so let's uh, let's spin off from from Black Panther. Well, and we touched on um on the 750th and fiftieth issue of Avengers um this run would be issue 50 and uh this this issue is issue 50 of Jason Aaron's dismal abhorrent run on this comic and I am going to eviscerate this book so I want to apologize to people that are Avengers fans ahead of time I will say that I am probably consider myself one of the biggest Avengers fans ever and uh this run I've complained if you've ever listened to this podcast before, every time we review Avengers, I can't stand this book because the Avengers are our side characters in their own book. And everything that happens in and Mo- the Marvel Universe apparently is way more important than what's happening in, in the lives of our characters. Um, they, you know, they, they spent some time on a couple of characters in this issue, Ghost Rider, She-Hulk. But for the most part the rest of the avengers don't factor in um but let me give give you some uh some credits here first so jason aaron wrote this um there there are several artists aaron cooter carlos Pacheco, ed mcginnis javier garon um aaron cooter rafael Fonteras, ed mcginnis javier garon colorists, Alex Sinclair, David Creel, Matt Hollingsworth, Rachel Rosenberg with David Bell on letters. Um, and there's a special backup story by Christopher Rocio, Steve McNiven and Frank D'Armada. Um, and that kind of explains where I think where Thor was this entire issue. But this issue not only is, it, it just brings, it's an 80 page giant for 10 bucks, by the way. So yes. the, 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 the biggest caveat is that if this is not a jumping on point, for anyone if you haven't been reading the avengers don't even bother picking this up um because the there's almost every page is like a a scene jump to a different character um and most of those these characters aren't avengers and they're back side side characters side stories the people characters and and plot lines brought back up from um from dozens of issues ago that they never got back to um and it's very very confusing if you're just getting on board um they bring back in the first page they bring back the orb who Mm -hmm. has who we've seen maybe sporadically since the uh, original sin limited series from 10 years ago where um where the watcher was killed and now the the orb is walking around with uh with the eye of watu and um yeah (laughs) (laughs) So this this character, I mean, kind of a throwaway joke, Ghost Rider villain from forever ago anyway. um, But they bring him in and somehow he's going to factor into this major plot line um, going forward. So let's see where this goes. Um, And then on page three, we get um, Kazar, who, guess what? Agents of Wakanda, right? But he's this, now he's time traveling through, uh, through time and space. He's back into the uh the 1 million BC Avengers. Yes, sir. And he's got a time knife that allows him to travel through time. Um, which on paper, great, um, great idea for this character because he's kind of stale anyway. But um, there's nothing mentioned about this in Kazar's own friggin' book
1: <laughs> that's p- yes.
0: currently being published yes. right now. There's not even a mention that he has a time knife. which i i mean i think it's an awesome idea (laughs) but i'm like couldn't we reference this somewhere and now uh and he takes on uh kid thanos enough said about that okay where did
1: that where did that come from where did i remember I remember i remember baby thanos
0: yeah i remember baby thanos too with cosmic ghost rider uh yeah kid thanos I've I've no idea where he came from but hey another new new newish newish type character we get now we get the 1 billion BC Avengers in here uh with the biggest plot twist storyline going here is that um phoenix or this this 1 billion phoenix is now Thor's mother um and Odin who uh, for some reason is carrying around Mjolnir and
1: um he built Mjolnir later I believe right
0: yes so that is a you know some of these some of these ideas like you have the the uh star brand hulk um you know and i i i mean i get it you know but a lot of this is just please these one million bc avengers have been around since like issue one of this current series they've never done anything with them really they're just yeah. there you know they're there they haven't done anything other than in this issue where you know maybe they kill off a few of them um but now we have um they they wrap up they jump around jump let's jump jump right back into um the she hulk storyline because this is also the wrap up from the last few issues of avengers with the world war she hulk storyline where they kind of get her back to normal they have her absorb um a gamma bomb that the that russia detonates at on the bottom of uh, atlantis (laughs) what the heck is russia attacking atlantis for and so she
1: and and namor is just totally cool with it just chill like
0: yeah well so she-hulk saves atlantis right by absorbing the gamma bomb which for some reason turns her back to old jennifer walters she-hulk instead of the savage she-hulk that she's been for the last couple of years okay that's fine i wanted the old shield back anyway so whatever you need to do to get that back i'm cool with it uh whatever but this but they they, they turn this into later on down the road uh is she hulk or namor says oh shield you saved atlantis anything i can do to uh to make it up to you i would uh, i would prefer like I, I will do whatever you want so she has him join the avengers after they've been fighting with him for the last fifty issues, now yes. he's he's a he's a member. Not, I don't really think that that's a bad bad idea anyway, too, because Namor's been an Avenger before, very briefly back in the nineteen eighties, um, and you know he's got that pre built relationship with Captain America from the Invaders. I don't have a problem with Namor being in the Avengers. I just think where they've kind of driven Namor back so far like to his roots where um you know that he was in the x-men or you know he's he's kind of that anti-human uh character again so that's
1: yeah so that's so that's where it really does go so um so within the last two years they have built many storylines on top of each other where namor has in no uncertain terms got on the tv pointing missiles oh. trash oh. ships just to let the humans know that we are mortal enemies yep. and not, not at war. Up. Yep. so now you got namor as part of the avengers so politically if i'm a president or an executive i'm going to say well i guess we're at war with the avengers right now right because because there's that thing and then don't forget she hulk is out there right she uh her cousin david banner he's at war You forget that he's at war with the yep. united states government right now so yep. now you got two members two freaking members who are at, or who are consistently are at war with the united states government yep. right now yep. captain america he was the supreme commander not not more than not less than three years ago yep yeah so just
0: you know i i kind of want to touch on everything in this 80 page giant because there's just so much going on here that that it does it just makes it so confusing so we have so we have Kazar, uh or we have the uh they introduced dr doom now we haven't seen dr doom in here in 50 issues but now they're introducing and he's not dr doom he's the doom above all weird right Right? so he's he's like the ultimate the master of the darkest all they call him the doom above all and he puts together this team of villains because in which mephisto who is still running around in here says you know hey you know it works for them why not us so let's form let's form our own villain team which becomes Mm -hmm. uh the new masters of evil right um and I'll, i'll get to them in a minute but the, you know, you jump down and the, now. Kazar comes back, and he gets pulled out of the time stream to face what this armored this armored guy. Obviously, with these red word bubbles, you know that it's it's a uh, it's Mephisto's agent, Howard Stark, yes. Tony Stark's father, who they resurrected dozens of issues ago in the Avengers, and never ever really went back to it. And now all of a sudden, he's walking around in this steampunk armor. Um, much like, like Iron Man armor, but, um, now it's, that's Howard Stark. And yeah. Do you think he's a member of the masters of evil? Probably. Right. So now you get, uh, finally you get a couple of pages of of the Avengers, but just, you know, that's just basically with, um, Robbie Ray's saying, you know, I'm I'm having these dreams and, you know, this is basically just to get a off Robbie into his own Avengers forever book that's coming out next month so that's goodbye Robbie because he's gonna get pulled out of the time stream and now we're not gonna see him anymore uh then you get name like Namor let's jump into this book we have uh Red Widow oh they bring back the Squadron Supreme we haven't seen the Squadron Supreme in a few months um but now they're back to being straight up villains so are they the Squadron Sinister or are they the Squadron Supreme not sure but we get uh we get Princess Power Princess uh shoves her fist through Dr. Spectrum, it kills him <laughs> for no reason. Well, I don't know. I don't know. They were, they were always worked before and I have no idea. And then they have Hyperion uh, trapped and making them, making him, uh, I don't know what they're torturing him for. Do you know? No, I no. did that. It's out of the blue. I like, I don't know where that came from. Um, and then, uh, Hey, let's bring in a couple of new Avengers, right? Let's have uh, Valkyrie join the Avengers for no reason. Yeah. And then have um, have deathlock, and not just one deathlock, right? Now we're going to have several different deathlocks from different timelines who are now on a mission to find the the prime avenger, right? The, or the avenger prime? And guess who the avenger prime is? The avenger prime is Robbie Reyes for some reason. Am I right? Because I'm super confused over what's going on here.
1: I have no clue, man. Yeah, you got then- <laughs> you got you got She Hulk all over the place, you got all these other characters all over the place. They, they don't they don't take the time to annotate hey, this is universe 616, this is universe 919, none of that stuff. So they're they're yep. just letting it go, and, and doesn't make make any sense. Yep. To include the fact that Namor, you got Namor at some point kneeling down to She Hulk, which a monarch king should never do, right? So she, um was Kezar and one of the agents of Wakanda? I don't remember that.
0: Kazar was an agent of Wakanda, um, which apparently, because get, Kazar gets a lot of screen time on this book. And so, it, I mean, obvious that he's going to be on the main roster at some point. And honestly, if you're going to be on the main roster for the Avengers, you better have a time knife or something like that. Because Kazar the Savage does not fit in the team uh, at any point in, in the his That's team's it. history
1: it's been bad enough they've been trying to shoehorn conan in there
0: yeah yeah uh so now we get howard stark they introduce him now there's mephisto they show that this backstory with mephisto and howard stark and mephisto is actually dressed as um he looks like modred the mystic and i don't even know if you remember that character from 50 years ago uh but he was uh he he wrapped into you know the scarlet Witch's storyline the high evolutionary and all that um but he looks exactly he's got the he's got the hood and the and the kind of the white beard and he kind of looks like uh the mystic which makes me think that that might be someone that they reintroduce in the future um but then we get some backstory on on howard with kazar they you know they throw galactus in there for good measure and uh kazar becomes does kazar become the herald of galactus in this yes Oh yes oh my christ like what the heck and then we find out so he puts uh they have the masters of evil fight the billion year avengers kill off a few of them and then we get we get to see uh the full reveal for these masters of the masters of evil where you have kid thanos you have doc the doom above all you have the black skull which they introduced in the heroes reborn stories right um, uh, we have, uh, Killmonger who looks like he's wearing, uh, the destroyer armor, but it's red. And then we have, um, the, uh, Phoenix, but it looks like destiny. Right. And then, um, of course you have, uh, you, you have a savage, uh, Wolverine clone in these, the masters of evil. <sighs> so so let's let's give this the, the rundown so we have new members uh, that it looks like that that might be happening we have Valkyrie Deathlock Namor Kazar, and um I think that's it I hope that's it, it would be like five new Avengers that's the most uh, that they've ever introduced in one story um so they're spinning off uh, Robbie Ray's into Avengers forever so maybe we'll see that hopefully that's a better book than this one um and then uh, the, oh, they, the, the orb that they bring into the book in page one, they kill him off in like page 65 by the Dr. Doom kills him, right? So why? because does, does Dr. Doom take Uatu's eye? I don't see that. Oh, and then you have the ghost yeah. goblin as part of the Masters of Evil, who has, yeah. is, a new, is a new
1: character. Yes. Um, so, man... <laughs> They, look, they, I, I got it. They, they had eighty pages, and they wanted to put in as much information as possible, but none of it goes together. Absolutely none of it. You know, this it, is this is stuff that should have been prepped because each look. This is not the first time we've seen any of these characters within the last two years or within the last year, right? right. Like the Supreme Commander, like the Supreme Team, or whatever you can freaking call those guys. They, they had a series not not but a few months ago right yeah if they were going to do this with them they should have introduced that hey eventually this would be happening so we just doesn't come out of the freaking blue and now all of a sudden they got to cram it all into a 80 page giant and then charge you 9.99 for it um
0: so yeah. this would have been a perfect issue for them to wrap up a lot of those thr- dangling plot threads yeah. you know for you know jason aaron has just so many uh pots on the fire here that I stopped caring a long time ago you know I love the Squadron Supreme love them mm-hmm. I I died they're not this is not the book for them right now they, they had a storyline a couple of years ago that they never resolved spun off into Heroes Return never never resolved that now they're here again and starting a new sort new story thread well I don't know right Uh, The Masters of Evil, I I get it. I get the Masters of Evil, but this is kind of like a a billion-year BC Masters of Evil, which is just as stupid as the billion BC Avengers. Yes. Uh, I don't don't see, like, why don't they just give the million-year BC Avengers a limited series, tie up all those threads? Give the Squadron a a limited
1: series. They tried that, and nobody wanted to read it. Um, right but since we're all
0: suckers in buying the avengers book we'll read it we'll read about anything even if the avengers are only in one or two pages right what how many pages of this 80 page giant do you think the avengers were actually in
1: i saw one panel where it's like black panther captain america robin reyes um and she hulk and they were just kind of standing around they weren't actually doing anything
0: yeah so there's probably there's i think that they probably about 10 pages in this book I mean, they not even not even a, a look regular a regular book, right? So there, there's a couple of pages where they wrap up the storyline, but then as a group, they're not together, right? They're only at together on like page 35 when they're all together at the table, but not even then, it's not all of them. So now you have, uh, you know, you have She with her own little storyline, Robbie with his own little storyline, and then nobody else gets attention on the Avengers. Yeah accept all these side characters and then all these new characters that they're gonna introduce. And as soon as they're part of the team, Jason Aaron will forget about them and not feature them in the book. You know?
1: Here's a question. Since when could the Hulk any Hulk just like soak in radiation whenever they wanted to? I thought it was just something that kind of happened to him.
0: Well you know, a few years ago when they when they redid She Hulk post Civil War two Right, because she supposedly died there. And then they turned her in. Remember when she was that gray hulk? Yeah. She was she she was actually emitting gamma, gamma radiation and she was able to absorb it too. But they never they kind of got away from that when they turned her back into <laughs> green. Um, which I don't know why she turned from gray to green. They never really explain explain that at all. Um, but this yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just it's a it's a, it's a MacGuffin storyline for them to to just get her back to the Jennifer Walters because she's getting her own book again too, right? Yes. So yep. you know they needed to get her back to her baseline, which, like I said before, I don't care how you do it as long as you did it. I'll buy whatever you tell me. You know, like that. You know, she absorbed the game radiation. Hey, she like she saved Atlantis too.
1: Yeah, <laughs> well, out of nowhere.
0: Out of it's, out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. It is really kind of um it, it's this this book infuriates me because I love The Avengers so much. And it's just that when you see this book, and and I I said three years ago this book had gone out off the rails um as far as focusing on the team, um, like too many subplots, uh too many side stories too many characters that aren't important to the Avengers being in the book. So um, anyway, let's uh, let's pivot from this and let's talk about our last book because we're running out of time. And this is going to be really quick too. Um, I want to talk about Marvels because I want to leave this podcast on a good note. This is a fantastic book by Kurt Busiek. And um, give me a second while I get the artist. Yilduray uh sinar with inks by guru um this book is is such a uh, 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 it's like a love note to golden age marvel silver age marvel obscure characters obscure storylines all tied up adeptly by a great great comic book writer kurt busiak and this book has me riveted because i don't know where it's going i mm-hmm. i see these characters and i'm like oh i the th- the uh the lotus I, the lady lotus i remember her but for not i haven't seen her in like 50 years and then yes. and then they pull her out and they give her this great backstory they tell you they tell you about you know, hey, I used to be a, I used to be in World War Two, fight the invaders. Uh, the the lotus potions that I use stops my aging. So explain all that stuff. And then here's the bad guys that I used to work with, Monsieur Cruel. Oh yeah, I remember Monsieur cruel from Iron Man. Oh, I remember this guy from this book. I remember that. I'm like, I'm like, come on, Kurt, pull out all these characters out of your butt. And he's been doing that for like five uh, five months now. This is issue six, right? And yeah. and he's mm-hmm. weaving this story that's so like just marinating in awesome golden age silver age type stories and characters there's there's another character in in this book he's not in this issue but um the tinkerer's son who is kind of using all of like these old um old super villain gimmicks but he's using them to uh, to uh kind of he's like a macgyver right and he's he's just flying he's flying around in an old fantastic car (laughs) it's just (laughs) he's just fun and then you have uh you're bringing in captain america you're bringing in storm you're bringing in iron man human torch so just you know kind of a little bit of everybody from the corners of the universe and then they introduce another character like warbird and it looks like next issue they're bringing back the golden age vision and so with these characters man you know what this book reminds me of? It reminds me of Astro City.
1: Yes. If you ever yes, read
0: Astro City, yes. Kirk Busiek wrote that and uh and it was done by so Alex Ross did the covers for that too. So this is this book is Marvel's Astro City, and it's kind of focuses on a different character, every issue, different storyline, but so fleshed out and so well done that you really if you're not picking up this book go get it. Go find the other five issues. Get some get some Marvel history. He pays he pays attention to what came before but treads the wor- treads the road going forward in a logical way and I love this book.
1: That's that's that is all there is to say about that, right? <laughs> it, it, that literally is all the because, you know, the question always is, hey, when this big event was happening, like a World a world War, a war or you know, even like the Little Battles, Vietnam War, the Viet Cong freaking skirmish and everything, what were the superheroes doing? And the yep. Marvels has been answering that. This is where they were. This is why they couldn't just freaking pop in because they had to get permission from this entity and that entity. Definitely freaking love it going into the gnat's ass on, on some of the stuff. Very good, very good writing, very good stuff. As the jump to shark on some of this, yeah, but at least it tries, right? Um, this book you know, is deserving
0: of one of your PowerPoints because <laughs> you yeah. can just put together all the characters and where they came from and and where they're going. And that's uh, that's where I kind of think um that Kurt Busiek does a great job with pulling some of these old old characters that you're not not used to seeing and actually doing something with them. This is like a lady Lotus character. Perfect for, you know, you Marvel wants to be diverse. What Marvel wants to be inclusive. These characters have been around for 50 or 60 or 70 years. In some cases, Mm -hmm. you know, you don't need that. You know, you can, you can be diverse and inclusive with these characters and just update them for today. That's, that's where I think Busek is just a, a genius in this and it and to make it feel like astro city which was such a fun book anyway this is just fun it is just it's fun to read from cover to cover
1: absolutely amazing stuff um i i i I can't say anything about it man it was just perfect it it just it just did every every single issue from one to six now has has rung the bell and not only that not only have they talked about some of the older characters they actually brought us some new characters as well um, yeah. Did they have any senses that might piss me off? Yeah, but let <laughs> me let me let me let me let me see if I can bring up this one particular joint. Um, this Silver Surfer joint. That one freaking takes the cake. This one is a Silver Surfer cover variant by Lee Bermejo Huh? I don't know if you remember that one. This one is freaking yeah. awesome, freaking cover, right? That is a great um, cover. Yeah so so yeah i mean it, it's it's Marvel has done with it so remember like those those old life story joints yep yep, yep. so they should have music all over it figure writing it because the way that he's actually pieced stuff together and made it make sense yep. and the way i like okay now that i remember who this character is or now that i know who that character is i want to see more about that character good stuff
0: absolutely yeah stuff. that's I mean and, and to to be able to this is the kind of book that you use to build on a fan base right so that's you know you people that come in and already like cap already like Iron Man but then you're coming in and here and you're getting a, a maybe a character you've never heard before you know yeah. uh so Lady Lotus and she's like this is her issue um she's a villain but maybe not maybe not so much anymore right so
1: yeah yeah, now that I mean, they are given her a background that makes more sense, right? Yeah. And that that's one thing that Marvel has been able to do, especially through the MCU, is like, hey, this person right now is counter what we want to do, and it's it's kind of bad. But guess what? There was something in her past that made her that way, and now we're gonna have kind of a story arc that changes her to the other side and makes you feel feel something for this character. Right, man.
0: All right, so we're we're over on our time, so we're gonna sure. wrap this up and uh, see us again in a couple of weeks. where uh, we will probably be uh, all over Spider-Man: No Way Home. We have we'll have a couple of more episodes of Hawkeye, so we'll have more of an idea where that's going. And uh, but we'll maybe we'll maybe we'll touch on Devil's Reign that starts next week.
1: Ooh, okay, yeah. okay. Uh, right. Don't I think She-Hulk is coming out this week this week so we might want to bring that back up and see how <laughs> how she's doing with her new irradiated gamma bomb that she's freaking decided to soak in
0: all right all right so that's a bet we'll talk about that um all right so enjoy uh, the next couple of weeks and uh hope you get all your christmas shopping done and we will be back for what may be the final episode of the year Maybe. Unless, maybe. Well, unless we're doing a New Year's episode. Christmas special. I don't know. Maybe, Christmas see. special. You, mm. f- end of the year awards. We'll see.
1: Oh, okay. There you go.
0: <laughs> All right. Enjoy, and we will see you in a fortnight.
1: Happy Hanukkah.